what that sound is, folks. It's Halloween in July, or otherwise known as Podcast Ghost Month. This month on Champs, which is the best idea for a podcast of all time. Uh, we have um, four people from the Moonshot community who are not currently on an active podcast. And we're giving uh, the four of us some time in the sun to make some decisions that is normally re- reserved for people who love to produce content. We're, we're ghosts! Uh, not that we don't do that. So, my name's Ben Roswell. Uh, I just introduced myself with my old name. Um, you can keep that one in. <laughs> uh, it's been a year, and I'm still fucking it up. I'm Rufus Roswell, my pronouns are he, him, and uh, I'm, I do administrative duties here, uh, some Discord administrating stuff, and um, sometimes do like meeting management and that kind of thing. Hey, I'm Wheels, I use they and she pronouns, uh, I've been on interstitial on a lot of seasons, actually, all of, no, uh, I've been on most seasons of interstitial, um... Uh, I was on Got It Memorized uh, back in the Orange Groves days, and I'm working on a show for Moonshot called Total Depravity about uh, religious studies that takes me too long to research. It's good, is the thing. And good good, Aww, good shows take effort and time. So, uh, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, I'm Caro. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, you can find me on past episodes of Champs in the Making. I'm also Moonshot's in-house graphic designer for for the time being. I do uh, some of the promo images and things for our our Twitch streams. No, I was just going to say thank God for graphic designers. Hi, I'm Victoria. I was on Okashina Podcast. Oh, pronoun she, her. Right now, I do absolutely nothing. That's okay. I'm on the Music League. Now you you do uh, Champs and Music League. Yeah. Which is actually real... Keeping the sort of community spirit alive is real work. Um, I take the music league very, very seriously. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this has Mm -hmm. to be the perfect pick. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't had the energy to do it in a couple of weeks, but I have um, absolutely taken it so seriously every time I put one in. Speaking of the perfect pick, do we want to start making people mad about Pokemon? Yes. That sounds like a great plan. All right. We are going to put 30 minutes on the clock, and we're just going to do it. Uh, I can introduce the first one. Um, Go for it. That would be great. This match is between Marowak and Dunsparce. Does anyone have, like, strong feelings of, like, the winner here? Because it's tough for me to pick, I'll tell you. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Dunsparce sweet. Does that mean you, you, uh, are, are you just referencing uh glory or do you, are you referencing that to be like yeah dunsparce should win this one dunsparce should win this one i'm, I'm you- curious to hear your argument here can yeah. you because because for me it's not just which of these is the winner but also which of these is the loser and i think that is the tougher question because these are they're both winners in my heart um and i'm trying to decide i'm i'm looking at the two pictures of these guys that we have pulled up and i i can't for the life of me, decide how which one we should condemn to Christian hell. And <laughs> so, yeah, can you can you maybe make a little pitch here, Victoria, for for why Dunsparce mm-hmm. uh, should be the sweep? So, my with myself dating back to the Gen One days, like I know I never, I don't know, I just I I just never really cared for Marowak all that much. Like Cubone was a lot cuter, but mm. you know, 
Marrow hits just kind of the same the same thing, but less a little less charming. Dunsparce is a meme. And I really mm-hmm. I respect the people who are just Dunsparce fans because I mean look at it. I know we don't <laughs> judge based on evolutions, but I love that when they finally did give Dunsparce an evolution, they just made a bigger dun- it's just they a just longer made one. It longer. It's just like, a longer one. It's a good middle <laughs> finger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, I think I think I I vibe with the argument that Cubone is maybe the stronger pick out of that line, um, especially because um, you know there's not a lot of daylight between those two designs, and we already have Cubone going mm-hmm. to the next round. Um, Dunsparce is such a unique Pokemon. Like, I can't imagine a world where Marowak wins the tournament. But like, I think there might be a universe where Duns. This is how Dunsparce could still win. Is I guess what I'm saying. Like, Dunsparce, Dunsparce could go all all the way. Is like, even though it's not, even though I don't particularly like, I'm not like, yeah, it's an easy pick here. I think it has enough of its own energy that like, I wouldn't be mad seeing Dunsparce win the tournament. I would be a mm-hmm. little. I would be a little confused if Marowak won, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I feel like for me, like Cubone is probably one of my number one top favorite Pokemon of all time. I'm not a huge like I'm not a huge Pokemon person. And so like the ones who kind of s- always stuck out to me as a kid because like I didn't have the game system to play Pokemon on until I was like 16 and I wasn't like into the card game or the cartoon um were like the ones that were just like grumpy little men um yeah so like i i really loved like my two favorite pokemon are like psyduck and um cubone and oh, i good. really i really love marowak as an evolution of cubone because i think it's i think it's really funny that he just got angrier <laughs> and like <laughs> like just like switched out a different skull it is a character arc I respect going from sad child to angry adult who's going to fuck something <laughs> up. Yeah, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's like it's like an aspirational character growth for me. Uh-huh. Like yeah, w- weird sad goth ki- weird sad goth kid into weird angry goth kid goth adult. Great. Well, yeah, angry punk adult. <laughs> exactly. I mean, speaking of speaking of angry punk, I I feel like we do have to name just because it's not visible on the spreadsheet. But Alolan Marowak, the the variant, right. the the fire ghost type, is um, I don't know. I think having having that regional variant and and you know the the style on that one being like, oh, this is a fire spinner. This is riffing off of um, that same design is. Mm-hmm is is fun and i feel like it is a fun twist on on the original conceit of mm-hmm. you know the i, I really like i really but the thing i was gonna say is like but i agree that like dunsparce should sweep like i fucking love alone marowak but i wish he was better <laughs> he's mm. kind of like like it's, what a good it, concept they just they could have pushed it a paint. little further yeah, yeah mm. like I would have liked to see him be like actually a little bit more ghostly or like actually a little bit more referential to like the the indigenous cultures that he is like pulling yeah, from. Yeah, that's fair. Sure. Um, yeah. Whereas instead Dunsparce, of just like, by contrast, like, you know, that it it is pretty directly 
riffing mm-hmm. off of uh, Japanese folklore. I would imagine, given that, mm-hmm. that given it that it's uh, them representing their own <laughs> yeah. culture yeah. in and that case, that it's probably a more accurate depiction of that. Um, yeah, and kind I feel of like Japanese cryptid rather than you know giving mm-hmm. Marowak a, a fire spinner. But uh, like, so like, I think if Cubone hadn't already gone through, I'd be pretty pissed. Like, I'd be pretty much like, we, well, we got to put one of these little men through. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but alone, but like, Cubone did go through. Yeah. And, and Dune's farce is just like a funny little man. Are we calling it for the sparse? I'm not mad about the sparse. I might, I might throw in a protest vote for Marowak, recognizing that it's not going forward. Um, but I am, I am happy to. to we respect put it down a, we respect forward. a protest vote around here. Mm-hmm. Sparsed up. The winner has been entered into the winners column. Dunsparce moves forward. This next matchup is pretty interesting. Kara, why don't you read it since you? Yeah, this is Steelix <laughs> up against Sandslash. Um, I've got a clear, I've got a clear victor in this, in this case. Um, Zanslash all the way, if you ask me. I, yeah, I, the thing is, I just feel nothing for Steelix. Hmm. He elicits no emotion in me. I understand the appeal of Steelix. I didn't originally, um, I, I, Steelix just kind of struck me as like, yeah, you slap some metal on an onyx. Um, but... Uh, my wife really appreciates Steelix, and some of it has rubbed off on me um, in a strange um, Stockholm syndrome <laughs> way. <laughs> I do, I do like the change of some of the um, the shapes of the design. Like I think the um, silhouette is it's like mm. an interesting choice from Onyx to Steelix. Like there, it is more than just slapping a metal coat on it. Like the head mm-hmm. shape changes, and so does yeah. uh, some of the rest of it. Um, I do tend to agree, though, that um, Sandslash is maybe the more appealing design. Um, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, an evolution going from, you know, one design to a to a kind of more dynamic silhouette, like, you know, Sandshrew to Sandslash, I, I think you could say the exact same thing um, as, yeah, as Onyx yeah. to Steelix in that way. Yeah. Um, Funnily enough, another regional variant here, Alolan Sandslash, you know, Ice Steel type, as uh, is, is kind of a fun variation on uh, on the space design. See, I'm torn here because I don't have particularly strong feelings about either of them. <laughs> um, I mean, Sandslash mm-hmm. is definitely cuter. Steelix, I, I mean, Steelix, Steelix looks looks cool too. I mean, not all that different from Onyx, but not then again, same for Sand Slash. I did like the Steelix level in New Pokemon Snap, though. Oh, I don't um. remember if I got far enough for that one. <laughs> I love I love that so much. Then I, I didn't really play the DLC levels, the end, but I mean, that's I, a hard, uh, hard level. We're Worth talking mentioning. Oh. Go ahead. Oh. I think we might be doing the same thing, so you go. Yeah, I was going to say, worth mentioning uh, Mega Steelix. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, also exists. Yeah. I don't like that Mega design. Um, I don't understand what it's adding. I guess it has these like crystalline structures that are coming out of it as it mm-hmm. becomes more extreme. Um, but I find it to be a... Um, even though I don't even really like Alolan Sandslash, like, I think it's, you know, it's, a de- it's just... 
it really just feels like they type swapped it and didn't have much more of a concept there. But mm. it's more of a concept than Steelix to Mega Steelix. So in terms of the alternate mm. form side of things, it's at least Sand Slash's favor there for me. Yeah, I I really like I I I like I kind of like the um the little crystal bits of the the mega because mm. it is like it it does feel to me like oh like those were buried under the sharp bits of the mm-hmm. steelix and like that makes sense to me but they also added these like blue circles and like the weirder head shape and it just doesn't if it looked like I would be really all in on it if it looked like uh like Steelix like shivered and some of his rocky bits fell off mm-hmm. you know but that's not what it is it's like this like weird mix up of like multiple different takes on what a mega one would be yeah it's the like, tears elements. of the kingdom boss this is a, yeah. this is a legend of zelda <laughs> tears of the kingdom like mini boss that is that is mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. the vibe that i'm getting from mega steelix here it's definitely one of the cube construct monsters we can all agree on that yes um, yeah if this was <laughs> if this was best tears of the kingdom uh, best Tears of the Kingdom boss. Where are votes standing? I, I think I'm still leaning Sand Slash. Mostly, uh, I like, you know, like Caro said, it, it's it definitely fits with Sand Shrew, but the but the silhouette changes a lot um, in such a way that it definitely has a different vibe than Sand Shrew. Um, I feel like Sand Shrew would be my friend, whereas Sand Slash would protect me from um, evil doers. It's definitely a different vibe. And I think I think both are I I think I can appreciate both even though I do like Sandshrew a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say Steelix is fine, but I'm I'm putting in my vote for Sand Slash. Let's do it. Let's kill this motherfucker. He, oh, he doesn't deserve that. He's he's a fine dude. He's a good guy who we just doesn't need to hang in. We the when the chips are down. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 kind of a shame because we are condemning him to Christian hell. Yeah, but sometimes you do that. He's got the armor. He'll be fine. He'll withstand the heat. Mm -hmm. Who's introducing the next one? Should Victoria go? Okay, sure. We have Drifflim, the balloon, and Totodile. Who needs some introduction? I think I'm going to be in the minority here when I say I'm a huge Drifflim stan. I love uh, both members of that line, but in particular Drifflim. I find it to be such a cute take on the concept which is itself already quite interesting to me the idea of a um you know these ghost balloons that will carry you um up into your demise presumably i guess until you just pass out and then lose your grip on the balloon and fall to your death i guess regardless i like i said i just think its little face is cute let me pull up the actual bigger picture of it i'm with you wheels I'm. I love the uh, the yellow element on the face, like the um, the patch that makes its nose. Like the the balloon popped and was repatched, but that's either its <laughs> nose or its mouth. Um, and and much could be said about the 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 wisp of cloud hair. Um, I find it to be a very cute Pokemon. Um, I have a thing for ghost types anyway, but it it it's one of my faves. Surprisingly, I was actually going to go with Drifloon too, despite what mm. I said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like. I really. I really. I really like the object-based Pokemon. Yeah. Like. I think they're. I think they're. Ver- I think they're very creative. And this, you know, 
it's, it's a balloon. Like, you know, it's not the first thing you would think of. You're not the first thing you would think of for a monster necessarily. Mm-hmm. But they make, but they make, but they make it work. Or is Tundra Claw's fine, but probably the least cute of that's the silver gold star just for me. I I'm also a, a pretty big Driftbloom guy. Um, I don't know if I'm bigger than Totodile, but I I kind of I'm kind of leaning him. Like I I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we have like the the huge balloon fest every year. Oh, you oh, get a lot yeah, of the hot air balloons. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah. You, get, you get like Driftbloom season, and he like he just kind of <laughs> makes me a little homesick, like in like a good way. Not oh, not like in a bad way. Yeah. Like and I really I really like that they did make a a hot air balloon Pokemon because I, I do think that like they kind of do feel like strange animals when you're like watching them. Especially when you're watching them every morning. It mm. kind of like yeah. you go out in the backyard and you look up and you see like them and they they like are moving on currents that are like much higher, so it can they can be moving quite quick even on days when there's doesn't feel like there's any air. And it it always looks a little otherworldly or a little bit like they have like an intelligence of their own. And mm-hmm. and yeah. I think it's a really like, oh yeah, like of course, like if you have a world in which animals can look like anything, like and I were an animal, of course I'd want to look like a hot air balloon. You know, like <laughs> and and there is something ghostly about that movement that you were describing yeah. about the sense of intelligence yeah. that they have. So I think it's a good pick. I'll I'll put in some good words for Totodile. Um, it has that big smile, and that it does mm. the big crocodile smile in a way that's like this is a Pokemon that would injure me, but I w- I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. I would like put out its meal right after I bandaged up my arm from the giant chomp that it did on it. I appreciate that about Totodile. I mean, it kind of looks like he would try to bite, and it just like wouldn't hurt and you'd be like good job good job <laughs> yeah, he, nice he does have these like to 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 speak up him up i think he has the exact energy of a small like when you see videos of those like little baby gators they like do have his exact yeah. same energy mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a there's a you know exuberant teething child energy here which is is really really charming um Something I do appreciate in Wheels, I think you you spoke to this a little bit earlier about Driftblim and and Drifloon, this particular line. Um, I appreciate that it's you know something something that sometimes Pokemon is a little hit or miss with uh, with with the Pokemon designs and particularly object Pokemon is like, is this just the object? And with Drifloon and Driftblim, I feel like it's you know, very clearly evocative of a balloon and a hot air balloon in a way that you look at it and it's like, okay, this this is a hot air balloon, but it's not literally a hot air balloon, right? Like, there's enough of a no, design yeah. that, you know, this this feels like there's an animal mimicry component of like, oh, this is something that is, you know, inspired by a hot air balloon, you know, maybe inspiration for hot air balloons, like, in in the Pokemon universe, but it's not it's not a literal representation of, oh, this is, you know, this is exactly the thing mm-hmm. in the way that, um, you know, I think some other object Pokemon in uh, in other games can be just a little bit like, okay, this is literally the thing. 
I don't know. I don't, I can't eat. I like when the Pokemon is just a thing. I like when a Pokemon is just an ice cream cone. I like when a Pokemon is just some keys. So that wouldn't even bother me. But you are right that it, that it is more than just yeah, the yeah. Key. And, and the blimp or the hot air balloon, especially because it's instead of in lieu of the basket, it's such a cute choice to have like a little sparky tethers that would lead to it just be like it's weird dangly limbs. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a pretty inspired. Well, choice. I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta. We also have to say one thing about this. Which is that, like, it fucking pisses me off that they have a hot air balloon shaped Pokemon, but they always go with Whalelord when they want to make Pokemon shaped hot air balloons. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually just looking to see, just, you know, has anyone made a, a, a Driplim hot air balloon? And it seems like some people have made them as fan things, but they have made them as actual merchandise, which, you know, yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. One thing I will will say as a knock, not not a knock against it, but Drifblim's official title is the Blimp Pokemon. Um, this is not a blimp. This is not a blimp. It isn't one. <laughs> this of is those, a hot air balloon. This you know, is not a blimp. <laughs> I feel like those Pokedex uh, names are often wrong. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I I'm voting for Drifblim. Are, are we all? Is it unanimous? I'm putting my hat in for Drifblim. I, yeah, I think I think this is a drift loom. I feel like we will be we will have our friends mad at us, but you know yeah. what? I don't care. We're right. They're not here. They're <laughs> not here. They they are locked out of the studio. They it's, can cry it's... their totodile tears on the next episode. <laughs> Very exactly. Good. Very good. Uh, our next matchup is Ariados and Nitto King. It's Nitto King all the way for me. I feel nothing about Ariados. It is a spider. Um, I kind of like the silhouette. Don't really like the colors. Um, it makes me feel nothing. Whereas Nitto King, that's a whole guy. Um, I love the way it's built. And I like both of those lines. I think they take such interesting inspiration from both animals and plants. Um, really clever line. And I think Nitto King is... Uh, is a cool member of the Nitto line. Torn here, because Ariados is not particularly interesting. Like, I think if you just saw it out of context, you wouldn't say, oh yeah, you know, that's a Pokemon. You know, Nitto King is a lot more iconic, but also also just Nitto King and Dio Queen have just always been, like, viscerally unpleasant for me. Like, they look too human. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I like that they're just like a human straight couple. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just... like evening mm-hmm. arguments about doing the dishes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're for sure a sitcom couple. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty strongly Aredos. I, um,. I don't particularly like the Nitto King lines. I like I do admire them for just being people. Like I I like that's their one knock for them, but I I really don't like the gendered Pokémon stuff that they yeah. have going um and I feel like I don't even like there's other Pokémons with gender differences that I like like because it seems like it like imitates the way that you actually have sexual dimorphism dimorphism in animals, but these are just like no one's like they're just a girl and a boy you know what i mean 
and it, I don't. It I, smacks a little of heteronormativity. Yeah, and I. It's very 1997, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's definitely a relic of before gender differences were built into the game, and as a result, it is. Yeah, it it does reek of yeah. gender essentialism. I, and I see where you're going there, but I just. But the 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 thing where I was really going for is spiders are my favorite animal. And uh, I I don't mm. like, and I really love Mega Radios. I don't really f- feel anything about the, about his base, but I oh. love um, that fluffy motherfucker. Um, Wait, I don't think Ariados has a Mega. I'm, I'm looking at him. Am I wrong? Or is that just like a evolution? Where, where are or, you seeing Mega Ariados? Maybe maybe I'm an idiot. One maybe second. you're looking at some fan art. <laughs> I might there, be. I'm looking at Mega Ariados, and these are... I think some of these are fake. Ah, uh, um, well, I've gotten caught by the trick. Mm. Um, we're gonna put, We're gonna look at him for a second, because I love him very much, and I've seen him around before this, and wish he were real. And then <laughs> my mm-hmm. my objections might be withdrawn. Um... But look, look at this guy. I, I feel you on spider Pokemon, Rufus. Mm-hmm. I the thing about Ariados or is is for me like I don't know. I think there are other spider Pokemon out here who are who are yeah. doing it better. You know what? I'm 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 changing my mind. This motherfucker don't even have eight legs. Nope. This, <laughs> this motherfucker's an ant. <laughs> this, 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 motherfucker, this motherfucker is an ant who's mimicking spiders in hope of like getting their benefit and you know what that's a valid evolutionary line like go boy but like get it right <laughs> there mm-hmm. could be a spider get it right i also don't know what the concept is like other than spider like mm-hmm. bug yeah. poison like yep it's a sp- I, like i don't know it, it's it's a it's a poison bug. That's what it I is. Mean, if, and if you're going, going to get, here. like, I, I don't think you need more of a concept other than a spider. Like, because I think that those things are, like, inherently kind of creepy and inherently kind of, like, weird enough. Like, there's enough weird spider, like, poke, like Pokemon in this, sorry. There's enough weird spiders in this world that you could make, like, thousands of Pokemon out of them and never really, mm. like, reach the end. But, like, if you're gonna, if your only concept is going to be spider, get it right. Like, that's my opinion. You're valid. You're right. Um, where are votes at? Is it? Do we have enough for Nido King? Because that's where I'm voting. Yeah, I'm going with Ariados. Just, just I, I, I have to. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I would have done a protest vote for Ariados, but put Nido King through. But since you've already done that, I'll vote for Nido King. <laughs> this yeah, is electoral politics. Mm-hmm. I think we got time for one more if we do it quick. Yeah, uh, I can introduce it. We have a new Pokemon in Varum versus a Gen 5 Pokemon in Boldor. Um, This one's pretty quick. Varum is a new Pokemon I like. I think it's a cute little engine. Boldor comes from one of my favorite gens. I love Gen 5, and I love a lot of the designs in Gen 5. I think a lot of them are really cool. You know, it has a way that it's, like, kind of calling back on the first generation without feeling derivative. I feel like Boldor and its line do feel like they're derivative of the Geodude, Graveler, 
golem line. I feel like uh, Boldor is not uh, doesn't doesn't spark joy for me. Um, but I like what they I like what they do with Varum. I like how the two little um, engine or what would you call those? I guess they're pistons. The two little piston or no, I'm thinking of its evolution. I guess this one just has the single cylinder. Um, but the little cylinder coming out of it. Uh, makes for a cute little head shape, um, and yeah, I like how they how they kind of anthropomorphized an engine. This is not something that I would have expected or or come up with. I can't play any wheels. Gen Nine, so oh, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just gonna say I hear you, I respect you. I look at both of these designs and I feel I feel nothing. These are just shapes to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I I I don't know. I I can see the appeal for. Boldor, I cannot see the appeal for Varum, but I don't, I don't know. Neither of these is is really calling to me in a way that I uh, like. Yeah, this is this is the one for me. What were you going to say, Victoria? Um, so I haven't played Gen Nine yet, so I, I don't know what the fuck this Varum thing is. But I'm going to vote for it because <laughs> I don't know. It's it's it's, it's kind of soggly. It's cute. Like I I, I can't I can't tell what it's supposed to be, but it. He's just tr- he just looks like he's trying really hard. <laughs> I and Boulder, Boulder, <laughs> Boulder. It's like actually, I also agree. A lot of the Gen Five designs are great. Um, Boulder's kind of mid on that, as far as those go, though. I think for black and white. <laughs> um, I I would have voted for it without like uh, I think for room is the better design, not by a, a ton, like. But but at least I know kind of what it's aiming at, which I don't when I look at Boldor. Like, that's just mm. a pile of rock. Mm. I mean, maybe that's what they were going for, but, like, dream bigger. Um, <laughs> sure. But, like, um, but I would have voted for Varum because I think Varum is such a funny name. Like, I, I can, he- and Pokemon say their names, and I can mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, like, Varum is what like a kid say playing cars would say like right like, that's if a exactly... kid were to move mm-hmm. that it would yeah, save yeah. a room as it did <laughs> right yeah yeah and and like that's good pokemon naming for me mm-hmm. that's what you like we're all adults sitting around here talking about pokemon but like i want to imagine like what the kid, little baby playing pokemon is doing with this and it's moving mm-hmm. that motherfucker around and saying for room <laughs> Yeah, we all, like, we're all adults here, but but at the end of the day, we all also have to admit that we would want to squeeze that little nose mouth that it has and see if it makes a noise. Exactly. <laughs> Unless that's like, just me. I like that his Japanese name is also onomatopoeia. So they just like they just pick the English onomatopoeia oh, cool. for that. For what a card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Perfect. Is that it? Are we setting Voldor? Uh, v- Voldor! I combined them! Voldemort! The Pokemon that must not be named! Are we sending Varum forward? No. Wait, wait, wait no, that's a I'll different Pokemon. <laughs> but there is a Pokemon that shall not be named, and it's not. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, we're sending Varum through, and right on time. Yeah. That, was a, that episode flew by. That's pretty, that was, there we go. I think we made sure some good did, uh... decisions here. Some people might be mad about the loss of maybe Marowak. Maybe people are going to be... Actually, people are going to be mad about the loss of Totodile. But like I said, we they got can some try to get ourselves there. Driftlim is so pretty. But I, yeah, I'm, I feel good that we were able to save Driftbloom one more day before he 
mercilessly dies facing either Sandslash or Nitto King. Really? You think and, he's gonna lose? I would still vote for it against those two. Anyway, I guess that's a thing for next round. <laughs> but, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'm, um, I, I mean, I would choose, I think I would choose Driftbloom over those other two, but I, I, I feel like maybe I'm being pessimistic about how people feel about those other two versus Driftbloom. Uh, but that's, again, for another day. Friend speculation. Who has something they need to, um, or need to, want to pitch for on or off the network? If you're a patron of Champs in the Make, Champs in the Make, if you're a patron of Moonshot, um, you can watch the first episode of Total Depravity, which is about a 16th, no, yeah, 17th century rabbi named Shabtites V, who claimed to be the Messiah, and it went as badly as you could imagine without it being a sad story. As badly as you can imagine with it still being kind of a funny story to tell, that's the story I tell in the first episode of Total Depravity, which you can see, uh, yeah, if you're a Moonshot patron. It would have been posted like a year ago, so you'll have to search for it, but uh, should be easy enough. And if you're not a Moonshot patron, uh, you should be, because there are some really, really excellent um, content that we have on the uh, on our Patreon page. We've got uh, you know early previews of episodes of Champs, early previews of some of our limited short run series that we have, um, and and a handful of special you know behind the scenes uh, recordings and and shows that we uh, release specifically for our our Patreon feed. Um, you should check that out at patreon.com slash moonshot network. I want to plug my doll Instagram. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So if you want to, if you want to see me nerd out over plastic toys, mostly dolls, sometimes figures, uh, sometimes plushes, which are not plastic, but, um, my Instagram is Lika in America. That's L I C C A underscore I N underscore the name of the country I'd fortunately live in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know you did mm. that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a more recent hobby. I, uh, every time I find out something about my like my friends and colleagues at Wish Out, I was like, wow, y'all are so cool. <laughs> got some like real hidden talents and interests. Well, that's all folks. Until next time. Bye. Oh wait, Bye. wait. Oh. We should do one more spooky you. episode i've been trapped by all the ghosts you've been hearing haunting our podcast this whole time i'm gonna need uh the patron support of some very important patrons to 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 help me exercise them i'm talking about patrons like fifty thousand dollars of puppet school debt and a lifetime ban from trader joe's a dash failsafe 
A. Phil, Aaron Shelton, Adam Butler, Alabaster Rowe, Alex Keswick, Alice Kira, Amy, Andrew Sherman, Anissa Danny, Anthony Charlier, Becky Scott Fairley, Ben Schwind, Benny Anders, Big Brother Benji Waterman is coming around with a Ghostbuster pack ready to go. Birdlord 5000 is bringing the exorcism birds that they have. Brian Melvin Stapleton, Britt Heideman, Circle Hunter, Claire, Colton Corbett, Colton Crow, perhaps one of the aforementioned exorcism birds, Daniel Miller, Danielle, Dapper Cuttlefish, Dean Dean, Douglas Matthews, Eve Patty's Chicken, Elias Rosner, Emma Shannon, Emma Valentine, Emery, Evan Jenkins, Philo T. Hazard, Flips MCL, Foony Sherman, George Colson, Grizzytron, Hamlet Cooper, Holly Loveless, Honeybee 155, Imperina, Indigo, Ira Prince, Izzy Sykes, Jay Harkins, Jackie Asimov, Jacob Bennington, Jane Dadaghosts, Jice, Gene Willis Arasati, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, let me know. Jeremy Hour, Jesse Peterson, Joe DeVita, John Bruce, John Rattlemane, Juniper, JWX, K, Lilith Penrod, Lilianopolis, Logan Jenkins, Maddie, Mamon, Marissa S, Marn S, Martin Lord, Mayday Knight, Michael Anderson, Michael Ornelas, Mish Stark, Mr. Jakey Poo, Mononymous Sam, Morgan Gate Levin, Mothman, Neil Heldare, Nick Bellaro, Rad Zooks, Ryaticus, Rem Diaz, Real Tyrax, Riley Hopkins, Ruby Stone, Rhino, Salfi, Samantha Cook, Sarah McClintock, Sean Carpenter, Sheena Markov, Scoville, Spellpunk, Tandercan, Tanner, Taylor LeBrech, The Great Gahul Tree Ribes Union, Theodore Monk, Thomas Herbertson, Vertigree, Veer, Void Spooler, Voyan, and Wheels Wheeler, who was on this very episode. The ghosts are inside the podcast! Oh!